0: Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 116. Most days of the week, I take a 30-minute walk early in the morning around our neighborhood. One recent morning, I was feeling especially down for no apparent reason. I do get that way sometimes. And taking a brisk walk seems to help. At the end of my morning walk, I go to our mailbox to get our newspaper that's delivered to the box right below it, and then I open our mailbox in case I forgot to get the mail from the day before. 99% of the time, it's empty. But on this particularly depressing morning, there was a note in the mailbox that changed everything for me that day. Keep listening, and I'll tell you about the note and how it brought joy into my day and how something similar can bring joy into your day. The note was in a purple envelope, handwritten, and addressed to Janet and me. I wondered at first who the note was from and what it was for. So I opened the envelope and found a thank you note inside. Thanks for what, I wondered. Inside, the note read, Janet and John. Thank you for the yummy snacks, cute butterfly cookie, and coloring book. Underneath this was a small hand-drawn heart, and then a name I couldn't read at first, but quickly realized it said Gwen. Gwen? I thought. Gwen? Oh yeah, that Gwen. You see, the previous weekend, Janet and a friend organized a get-together for several new neighbors who moved here to get acquainted and to welcome them to the neighborhood. One family that was coming had a four-year-old daughter, and she was going to be the only child among all these big people. That would be Gwen. So knowing this, and to help her stay less bored with all these adults, she was given a gift bag with... Guess what? Yummy snacks, a cute butterfly cookie, and a coloring book. And so to thank us, Gwen, with prompting from her parents, I'm sure, expressed her appreciation with a thank you note placed in our mailbox. Janet and I both got a big kick out of this thank you note from this four-year-old. It lifted my spirits and brought a measure of joy into my heart that day. What good parents she has in raising her to do things like this. After keeping the note on our counter for a few days, I later placed it in a folder I have marked Thank You Cards Received 2021. You see, this reminded me of episode 87 of this podcast from this past January. It was about making a relational New Year's resolution for the year. I'll have a link to it in the show notes below. The point of that episode and the New Year's resolution was to make our goal to receive many thank you cards or notes for the rest of 2021. It was to do something significant for someone that would prompt the person to send, send us a thank you note. Now, if you're a regular listener, uh, have you forgotten this resolution? Well, I did for a time. But this thank you note from four-year-old Gwen brought it back to mind. The main point of the episode was not the thank you note itself. Rather, it was to do something for someone that they so appreciated that it moved them to tell you so in writing. Not a text, not an email, something in writing. Ink, pencil, or crayon on some form of paper. We need something for historians to go on in the years ahead. Well, we are just past the mid-year point of the year, and I'm wondering how we all are doing in keeping this New Year's resolution, this relational New Year's resolution. If you've done nothing or are new to the podcast, that's okay. It's never too late to start now. To give you ideas how this could work for you, Here's what Janet and I did to get the 19 thank you notes or cards we received so far. I couldn't believe we had that many. For one thing, we gave graduation gifts to two high school students. They each sent us a thank you card. We got two cards from two missionary couples, each of whom stayed with us for a week to 10 days each. One couple stayed with us twice this year, and left a written thank you note with us each time. We also sent flowers for my 100-year-old aunt's funeral who died in February. I talked about her once before. I got a card from Janet earlier in the year thanking me for emptying the dishwasher in the morning. Oops, I forgot to do it this morning. Hmm. We gave some money to a friend to help with funeral expenses for her husband who died so unexpectedly, so tragically. A missionary serving in South America thanked me in a written note for our online conversations to help her work through a very difficult family relationship issue. Now remember, the thank you note or card is not the issue. Doing something meaningful for another person that evokes an expression of gratitude is the issue. Another example is we gave a small one-time donation to help a young couple going to the mission field for the first time. That prompted a thank you note from them. We got cards from two couples we've had over for dinner so far this year. They're part of a new church we were helping to get started, and we wanted to get to know them better. Then a single person we've known for many years we had over for dinner And she also sent us a thank you note. A small check we sent to friends going through a very costly family emergency resulted in a thank you card from them. We also received four written thank you notes from listeners to this podcast, expressing their appreciation about one thing or another they found meaningful in one of the episodes they heard. Then of course, there's a thank you note from four-year-old Gwen down the block that I found in our mailbox recently. So what does all of this mean for you? Well, I hope you're reminded like I was to send a written thank you note of appreciation to someone who's been kind or thoughtful to you. It's so easy for all of us to forget. It's so easy to take people for granted but it's not too late to get started. In fact, Gwen's note prompted me to send a thank you note myself to friends who recently had us over for dinner. Now, as you may have noticed, a few of the things Janet and I did to get a thank you note involved spending a little money. But if you don't have any money to spare, there are so many other things you can do to bless people. Bless people with your words. Bless them with your deeds, like emptying the dishwasher in the morning. Uh, just, Just call before you come if you want to do that. It's not too late this year to get started doing something kind and thoughtful for another person, even if they never thank you. Be kind anyway, it will bring out the best in you. And if you're a parent, Teach your kids what Gwen's parents are teaching her. Namely, when someone goes out of their way to do something thoughtful for you, be sure to thank them. Thank them in writing. Here's a main point that I hope you remember from today's episode. It actually comes from the Bible, the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24, which reads as follows. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. I'll say it again. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. You know, thanking people for what they do and who they are is one way of doing this. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode, especially examples of thank you notes that you've received just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org or you can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, please forward this episode on to others you think might be interested in today's content. I do hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.